welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Each week, our hosts will be interviewing local, regional, and national business leaders to give you an inside peek into how they lead their business to success in the ever-competitive business climate. Welcome to another edition of Inside the Firm. This is the Monday morning edition with Alex Gore. I'm here with Franco Perez. Um, he's had a transformational uh, experiencing, uh, basically going from housing instability to becoming a pioneer in affordable housing solutions and has made waves in the industry and caught the eyes of major outlets like Forbes and, a and CBN News and ABS News. His unique approach to converting mobile homes into stylish yet affordable living spaces offers a compelling solution for those caught between exorbitant rent costs and unattainable million dollar homes. Franco, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Alex. I'm excited to be here. So <clears throat> before we get into it, I am always, uh, a lot of people that listen to this podcast are interested in architecture, design, real estate, business, things like that. And if people's ever looked into real estate, they notice these low prices of mobile homes. And it's always baffling, and I'm sure we'll get into it. Because uh, I'm in Colorado right now. If you're familiar with the Boulder market, Boulder is uh, you know San Francisco of, of Colorado. And there's exactly. mobile homes that will be in the 300,000 when everything else is you know seven to, to a million. Like I think last year, one of our guys was searching for a house and his agent said, oh, something popped up in Boulder under a million dollars, right? So, mm -hmm. but there's mobile homes in Boulders, there's mobile homes in Longmont, and uh, which is a city right next to to Boulder. And there's there's always a stigma, but also at the same time, you go to mobile home parks where they're showing new ones or look on the internet. I mean, there are some cool mobile homes, and 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 this probably ties into the tiny house uh, movement that's going on and all that. But so before we go on that long-winded you know kind of just laying the scene right there let's get into your background why did you get into this man well that's a great question alex and and i think it really comes down to where i how i grew up i came here from the philippines grew up um i actually moved to san jose straight from the philippines at a young age and was in an unfortunate housing situation where my parents split up we lost the house um, I, I had to grow up with my younger sister and my single mom just struggling to keep paying rent. I remember at 17, 18 years old, I had to drop, I had to quit school and just start working full time. And every single dollar that I had was going towards paying for rent just for us to survive. And I think that's a real, it, it was one of the hardest parts of my life, but it was, it also is what made me passionate about what I do because there's so many, there's there's people out there right now, great hearts, great people that are put in this bad situation and don't have that social mobility to be able to get out of that rat race. So after getting some stability, I, I got into real estate somehow, um, did door knocking, that sort of thing, worked my way up the ranks, did pretty well at being an agent. And I, I ended up hating becoming a real estate agent because I had to... I ended up becoming this person that was helping the wealthiest people I could help 
buy the most expensive homes that they could. And I had to turn away the people that were in my shoes before, the people that could barely afford housing, the people that could barely keep up with rent that want to that want to better themselves, but unfortunately can't, right? And and I wanted to dedicate my life to finding a way to help create a stepping stone out of that rental rat race and looked into government housing. I realized I hated that as well and and accidentally stumbled across mobile homes and realized that there's so many mobile home parks throughout the country that are in these very expensive metro areas, just like Boulder in LA and in in San Jose, just like these areas that are actually great financial profiles for people to start their wealth building journeys and got into that and and help people get out of that rental rat race, get into mobile home ownership and help them start their wealth building journey. And then from there, I got into converting these very old trailer like homes into beautiful, massive, 1600 square foot 12 foot high ceilings beautiful luxury mobile homes and and that's kind of what we're doing today and and that's how i got into it so so is that the big thing that you're doing right now is you're renovating remodel addition to mobile homes or are you producing new ones as well so we really do the full spectrum anything throughout mobile homes so we help people it really started with helping people purchase and sell old mobile homes. And then we also started doing remodeling of it. But the truth of it is remodeling always isn't, isn't always the best option. So it comes out, it always comes out better. It almost always comes out better to replace the old ones with a much newer, high quality built home out of a factory. So we build these homes brand new out of a factory. We typically take out the old one, try to find a place to repurpose it, but many times we'll have to dump it and then we'll start fresh and rebuild a whole new one out of a factory and then set it inside one of these mobile home parks ready for someone to to live in. If you could talk about, it's a two-part question, what makes good design in mobile homes to you? And then what are some of the trends and cool things that you're seeing that are happening in the mobile home community? Yeah, so there's there's a few things that come to that first question is is good design. Um, there's there's good design aesthetically, and then there's good design to get an, the most affordable home, the most affordable affordable quality home out there for people that really need it, right? So it really first started out by getting the most affordable home as best as we can out there. So how do we produce the cheapest? A most affordable home that someone can own, a resident can own to live in there. That's what that was our first design. And then now we're doing a bunch of different prototypes to build the fanciest, this most aesthetically nice looking homes as well. And they're really two different categories. On the on the nicer high-end side, we're building beautiful monoslope ceilings, 12-foot high um, floor-to-ceiling windows that sort of thing and you know quartz countertops stainless steel appliances and everything modern throughout this whole contemporary look and then we also have homes that to be honest are are, are basic but this is allowing to help the the middle class the people that aren't able to really purchase a million dollar home in Boulder but they can start purchasing something like a 300k home in Boulder instead right so those are two things that we're working on. And and it first started with a basic, but then we realized that, hey, we might be able to, through design, 
catch more attention, bring and build more awareness around why this is a beautiful thing for society through building our what we call sexy mobile homes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of different routes that I want to go. Um, but let's just start here. There's a stigma about mobile homes. Could you talk Absolutely. about what that stigma is and maybe what's wrong about that stigma? Yeah. So I guess the first part of that is we get a lot of our associations and perceptions around mobile homes only through what we see through the media, through the movies, through the news, through Breaking Bad, right? And, and what the movies and, and TV shows us is that this is only for drug dealers, criminals, the poorest of the poor, bad quality homes, bad quality living. And that's what we see on TV. So that's what we associate with mobile homes and mobile home parks, right? Now, if we imagine, you know, you're in real estate, you know, there's apartment buildings. There's There are bad apartment buildings where you don't want your kids playing around or anything like that. But there's also luxury style apartments, which are super luxurious and that sort of thing. And that's the same with mobile home parks. They all shouldn't be written off to be seen as very bad quality, very bad quality parks. But there's a full spectrum of some parks that are really like resort like and beautiful as well. Um, so with that being said, you know, we're really in in places like Boulder and in, in these high metro areas where cost of living goes very high, we're really getting squeezed. A lot of low income families are getting squeezed out of this area and really getting limited of their housing options. There's this wealth gap that's really splitting the poor and the wealthy. And that to me, I really hate, you know, we need to create that bridge that will allow for people to, to have a lot of the benefits of home ownership, allow for people to get tax write-offs, allow for people to build equity, to leverage a loan, to, to start their wealth building journey, because we're seeing teachers, we're seeing the hardworking people not be able to own a home anymore. And it's so, it, it's such an issue, but to get on the stigma part, um, it is false. I think we see a, a lot of people believe that these homes depreciate in value when it's actually far from true. We, we have a lot of people that believe that the quality of these homes are very bad and the people in these communities are very bad. But um, when when you see our YouTube channel, you'll meet the people. We have a lot of high tech people working, like you mentioned, in Google. We have mobile home parks right across the street from the the main headquarters of Google, we have the Samsung headquarters, and we have a lot of high tech individuals living in these communities too. That's awesome. Um, have you come across this? And and I call it the 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 dirty little secret of mobile homes. And I think it's one of the things that stop wealth creation. And I don't know if you see a solution to this or maybe have encountered a solution to this and that is lot fees and one of the issues that i see is especially looking at longmont and boulder here is there's like you said great mobile homes and i mean like probably to be honest better built than my regular traditional home have newer appliances have a lot of natural light tall ceilings but here's the issue and this is a uh Something that I know that happened, uh, you know, around here is, hey, he's paying eight hundred dollars in in mortgage, which is not that bad, right? But his lot fee was twelve hundred dollars, yeah. 
And I know HOA fees. I actually am an owner of a development here, right? Um, there's no way that that should have been over like two or $300, you know, for maintenance and stuff like that, because obviously it could be higher if they would have had, you know, a huge pool, you know, they can get fancy and, and really cool. But what happened is that they were taking advantage of the market and it was just to squeeze people as much as possible because there's this problem. There's not as much competition and options. And that goes from everything from, um, Basically, city regulations, um, taxes, fees in Colorado, it's water rights are a lot of things. But because the the uh, mobile park owned the lot, they could just keep squeezing up the lot fees, which meant that his price for sale couldn't get that high because it wasn't a consistent like, hey, it's going to be $200 for the next five years, 10 years, what you know, something like that. Have you encountered this lot fee problem and how it's really, and the reason I want to bring it up is I think it's robbing from the poor. I honestly think they are robbing from the poor when they're doing this and they're not allowing that equity to be in place there because they're stealing all the equity because they're just getting as much as they can. Is this just an isolated issue that I'm seeing or is this a bigger concern? Yeah, I actually am a big part of, uh, I was just in Washington DC a few months ago and we're, we're, we're setting up. Um, there's a lot of protections actually that are starting to advance to rent control and protection of, like you mentioned, these mobile homeowners equity and that sort of thing. So the the interesting thing is, is that every jurisdiction and every county has its own different form of that control. And, and I know that in Boulder, they're starting to have new protections for that as well. So they can't just boost the rent all of a sudden, which would drop the value of the mobile home itself as well. We We actually have videos that kind of talk about this element on our YouTube channel. And and uh, I could go a long tangent on that. Uh, but I, I do want to mention one thing too, is it's like you mentioned, it's it's really, what is the alternative? Because I think we, we really have to understand that, yes, if you can own a whole single family home and, and it fits in your financial profile, that might be the best option for you. However, there are families out there, like even in Boulder, for example, there's families that are making $150,000, $130,000 that still cannot purchase a single family home, right? Correct. So what yeah. they're doing is they're renting, they're they're choosing they're 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 forced to rent something for about $3400 for a three bedroom home and and instead of that if they can migrate that $3500 into a ownership model into a mobile home, yes, you're paying about $1,000 of lot rent, but 2,400 of that is towards a home that you own and, and you're getting benefits of home ownership through that, right? So the shift from shifting from renting into owning a mobile home where it's actually something that you do own, you do get tax benefits and you can build equity, you know, that shift alone without having to put any extra hours of work and that sort of thing, you're automatic, you're creating an automatic financial improvement for where your money's going while owning something like this. And, and for those families that are making 130 or whatever in those areas, it makes a big difference because when they live in a mobile home for three to five years, they now have an extra 80, $90,000 after they sell this mobile home later down the line to then be able to step out of that into a single family home ownership, right? And that's the key thing with this. It's really a stepping stone. It doesn't always have to be your permanent thing. You can always 
talk badly about, hey, there's space rent. But the truth is, is like the alternative is you're when you compare it to full rent, rent really only pays for temporary shelter for that month previously. And you don't ever get any of that back. And that's where I feel like I wish I knew when I was poor. I, you know, this is something that I wasn't taught before. How do I how do I use homeownership to my benefit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally agree. That makes complete sense. Um, since you're in the space, do you see so I don't see a lot of mobile home developments. And I think it's because of the stigma. And I actually talked to a local town around here, Firestone, and they said they basically outlawed it um, because of because of the stigma. But I think that there's a great opportunity. You mentioned uh, mobile home parks almost being like resort for millennial uh, people of all different races, colors, economic statuses, that it would be very appealing a, a new, I, I think you could design a new mobile home development that was extremely appealing, full of new mobile homes, has a center pool, has, um, what are, what are the people playing with the, with the ball and pickleball, pickleball. exactly. Pickleball <laughs> courts, um, you know, all, all of that. And, and literally like you you know, instead of being three stories high in an apartment, you open your door, you have your car parked out there and someone's playing pick a ball and, 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 and all that. Um, it, it's kind of like, you know, when you stop at, uh, you know, when you go RVing, you know, th that's always been fun to me. Uh, but yeah. that more as a, as a lifestyle, as a mobile home lifestyle, what are the developments or trends that you're seeing there? Yeah. And you're absolutely right. There's always kind of been this movement to not have mobile home parks because of that stigma. And only until recently in the last three years or so is where I've seen that we're starting to open new mobile home parks because there's markets that are growing. I have a friend that's that's building a new mobile home park in Bozeman, Montana. You know, we have these markets like I just did consulting for someone east of Reno where they're building a new Tesla facility. Guess what? They need a ton of housing built. And this is becoming something that's a very effective way to build affordable housing in a fast rate, right? And now we're starting with the millennials and younger generations starting to grow up and have money to purchase. Guess what? They don't have these bad stigmas around mobile homes. So they're more open-minded to new alternative housing options because they can't, you know, they're starting to realize they can't purchase single family homes, but this is a perfect innovative way to start their home ownership journey. And, and to speak on that too, I, I want to discuss the real problem that's kind of happening with our country and housing as well. You know, we're, we're really, it really is a housing crisis where mm -hmm. affordable housing is a huge, huge issue. And guess what? I don't see, it's not going to get any better. It's really going to get way worse than it is. And I don't think people realize how big this problem is. The cost for us to build housing is so expensive you know, labor costs, everyone that's building homes are 45 years old and older. And guess what? They are, they're, they're at an age where they want to retire. And we don't have millennials or younger generations that are excited about being a construction worker or working with a hammer per se. And with that problem, the cost of construction is going to get way, get higher and higher again. So that being said, we really need more innovative ways to build housing at scale. If you think about it, 
cars were only originally built for the wealthy to be able to afford. And it was only until they started building it on an assembly line in a, in a great streamlined process that they were able to create cars for everybody in the world, right? And that's exactly what's happening today. We're, we're changing and revolutionizing the way we build construction around housing. And we're building these in a factory, in an assembly line, from start to finish inside of a warehouse and keeping the cost of construction so much lower than we, it normally is. And if you, if you see our YouTube channel, you can see how they're built and how we have, you know, the AC HVAC people working consistently while the home is actually moving on the track. And it's a beautiful thing. And with, with new ways like that, we're able to keep the cost of construction down. And whether it's mobile home parks or whether it's modular or wh whatever it is, anything that helps move the needle of how we build homes is such an important thing that we need and we need to resolve in a fast rate. And what I don't think the general public realizes, because it's hard to get experience in construction, is how actually difficult it is from everything from the framer to the developer to actually build and get something built in America. This is mm -hmm. not like an easy job. And the reason why I don't think it's appreciated is because everything from the general public is, hey, you know, they want more input or more regulations or stuff like that. And once you actually do it, you, you, uh, you come to the conclusion, this is hard enough already. Like it is almost a miracle that anything gets built in some of these jurisdictions. Um, so what you're doing, I think I think is is absolutely correct and right up, uh, you know, going going in the right direction. You're the mobile homes that you are making. Are you farming them out, or is that part of your company? Do you own a factory, or are you farming out your plans and ideas to builders and then coordinating all that? How's the structure of your business work? Yeah, so it's mainly the second one. So we 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 partner with builders that are cre with factories that are originally building uh, modular housing and we give them a we pretty much create strategic partnerships with them to be able to say hey i need to build this i'll commit to 200 or so whatever it is if you allow for me to build this in your factories and that's how kind of how it started originally but now um we have other things going uh with factories out in the Arizona area and that sort of thing. But, you know, the main thing is this is a solution that's actually, that can be deployed throughout the country, right? You know, and and that's why I'm so passionate about this. I, I don't really care if it's under our company or another company that I'm helping in the East Coast. You know, what I care about is that we're creating more affordable housings for for anyone out there. And we're building something that we're proud to to kind of create an impact in, on housing throughout the country. Right. So that's why we do consulting for other areas and, and people that are building parks and people that are building housing and that sort of thing, too. So if you could just expand on that, what would be your vision for the future? What do you um, like? Do you have a goal for how many uh, developments or affordable uh, mobile homes that America needs or that you're trying to help get? Um, what's a vision to help us get out of this? this mess? Yeah, I think the first is really for people to understand the beauty of mobile homes, the quality of mobile homes, and the people of the mobile home parks, right? 
to me, if you if you go into these parks and you meet the people, you'll come to find out that these you you have so many great success stories and. And that's really what I'm trying to advocate. That's why we talk to senators in D.C. That's why we go on these shows is to really showcase the beauty of what this is. Right. And and how it's changing people's lives forever. These are families that really couldn't afford single family homes and now are able to have financial security just as much, you know, the the low income families deserve just as much financial security as everyone else, and and that's what I'm fighting to protect and what we're trying to advocate and show people. That's really the first thing, and the second is this really is the last stand for affordable housing. It, it, we really are, like I mentioned, hitting that crisis to where this wealth gap is really spreading at a fast rate, and and the way I see it, the more we can create stepping stones and bridges like this of affordable housing that allow for families to be able to start their wealth building journey, the more we can slow down that wealth gap from spreading, right? And and I don't have a number to tell you. Uh, I don't, um, but, you know, my main thing is to build awareness around it, that it's something to be considered. I wish I knew about it when I was poor and we want to create, you know, we want to allow and enable, whether it's agents out there, whether it's developers out there to create more affordable housing that allows this to be able to help families. Has there been any discussion about uh, basically just changing the marketing around affordable, uh, about mobile homes and, and calling them tiny home parks or something like that, just to, just to totally kind of sidestep the negative stigma that it has. Um, have you had that discussion? You know, there, there's been a lot. A lot of people try to fancy up the words to like manufactured housing and that sort of thing. And, you know, to be honest, I think as um, I'm the type, the way my brain works, I, I like to think simpler as well. And um, there has been a lot of discussion of renaming the brand and that sort of thing. But the truth of it is the people that live in these communities, they see it as mobile homes. The people that own these communities, they see it as mobile home parks. Right. So I, you know, I'm along the mission of keeping it the way it is. And, and I mean, we have no issue with just the name itself. I, I, I'm fine with keeping it the way it is and just beautifying it for what it is. And, and it's, yeah, that's kind of how I see it. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, if people want to know more um, and follow you, uh, where should they go? And do you have any kind of last message that you want to get across to our audience? Um, yeah, so all of our links are at www.franco.tv. We have a big YouTube channel where we showcase how these homes are built, how beautiful these homes can look, and the families that it helps as well. Um, and as far as last points, I, I think I think one thing that I can think of on the fly is, you know, I think for a lot of us out there, whether you're a developer or a business owner and that sort of thing, um, we always tend to kind of chase money. And for me, I, I want to point something out there, at least that didn't drive me. And I feel like some people out there can resonate with this. But if you strive towards something that can create an impact and make a difference for others, it really builds you more energy to want to do more. And I think that was really what happened with me. It wasn't money driven. I just, you know, as soon as I, I still tear up today when I see a low income family 
so with tears of joy because they they've owned the first big purchase they've ever been able to own after being failed multiple times and for anyone out there that's creating developments or building a business if you can build a business around something that's going to help families i think that's the most fulfilling thing in the world awesome and that's well, i think that's a great message. You're doing amazing work. Uh, I'm going to continue to follow you. Uh, keep pushing because uh, it's just a, a very, very worthy cause. Um, so thanks for being on. I appreciate it, Franco. Thanks for having me, Alex.